0: Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Mystic Margaritas. We're thrilled to have you listen in and um, we're excited to share some information and have a really interesting discussion today and i'm marge bowen and i'm with margaret miller so today um i want you all to think about if you ever have moments where you just feel so alone and disconnected and uh, maybe you know right now i'm just seeing a lot of people have a lot of busy minds. spring is like that i think margaret you know we just it's it's all the energy of spring and the new growth and blossoming and especially after a pandemic so it's a busy time and there's a lot of busy minds and um so today we're going to talk about this funny process we go through from vanity to purity by way of discrimination and when most people think about vanity, they think about having an excessive pride in or admiration of one's appearance and achievements, right? But there's another interesting meaning of vanity and it's the quality of being worthless or futile. And so that's really where we're, we're gonna begin today is this idea that vanity is an aloneness, really and especially when it comes to being in relationship so uh, feeling alone and separate from
2: Mhm yeah so i kind of wanted to add to this um right at the beginning um i think most of our our listeners probably know this already but we we're choosing our uh show topics um from the keywords uh of the gene keys uh, which is a, a beautiful system of uh, self-knowledge and contemplation um, that that uh, was brought into the world um, by a magni- magnificent man named Richard Rudd and um, so the so when we're talking about vanity in this case we're talking about the shadow of vanity the gift of discrimination and the city or enlightenment of purity and you know I I think we you know we we usually say it at some point during the show but I just kind of wanted to say it right at the beginning here because because it didn't doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily see that pathway right you don't if, if if we just were taking those words sort of at random we wouldn't we wouldn't really put them together in this way but but so and i also wanted to say um if you haven't checked out your own gene key profile um you should go to GeneKeys.com and 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 get that and find out some really powerful information um, about yourself for yourself
1: Thank you for stating that, Margaret, because it does get a little confusing. It's easy to throw out the words and, you know, I'm sure less clear about the relationship between the words and the Gene Keys is a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful system. And I love the holographic profile and the holographic aspect is really meaningful to me because I view when I work with people. Um, I work in a holographic way. And it basically means everything has a relationship with everything else. And when you look at one piece, you can actually begin to see the relationships of the others. And so I, you know, I work with the body with with healing in a holographic way. And so it is a a whole picture through pieces that's laid out beautifully for you to to consider your own, uh, uh, how you are with in a state of love, how you are with really your gifts and abilities and expressing them in the world. And there's a lot to it. So yeah, I really recommend people check that out. Yeah. So um, yeah, first when I when I looked when I was reading and thinking about this vanity versus pure, not versus but vanity to purity, and vanity being the shadow side, as with all shadows, the shadow side of chakras, it doesn't matter wh- where the shadow comes from. It is very much steeped in a deep fear. Mm-hmm. So there's always a fear involved. And with vanity, this is really a, an aloneness. This is whatever a lot of times thinking that we're doing that moves us into a place to think that we are indeed alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I really look at this as, um, in a way, it's a negative mental body. There's a lot of negative thoughts that are part of an, an extensive old belief pattern.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and along with that, there there's when I when I think about it, mm-hmm. I also I think about that that part of it like this aloneness but it's it it's this aloneness that that is kind of fueled by um the society or the 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 need that we have to feel special right to feel like you know we we are special or we're different or you know that we have something and, and, you know, and it's a beautiful thing at, uh, at some levels, right? We have to go through that, understand, or that, um, exploration of, of what are our gifts and, 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 you know, talents and what makes us unique. But in the process of doing that, I think we stir up that, that aloneness and, and, there's nobody that understands me and there's nobody that
1: uh, knows
2: what I'm trying to say.
1: (laughs) Yes. And you know, all of our fears come down to two basic fears. One fear is that we are alone. Mm -hmm. And the other fear is that we're not, there's no security. I have, I'm not secure. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm not safe and secure. So it's really interesting to me. And, and so, you know, there's also a, bit of this, that we can move into this place in our thinking that, that we are afraid someone will take away our freedom. Someone will take away our freedom, whether it's a, a spouse and things we want to do, or in a culture, you know, they're going to take away my freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So we see a lot of this uh, aloneness. We were talking about that with our, actually with one of our recent shows, right? And the wearing masks and not wearing masks and people's ability or inability or wanting to or not wanting to consider I'm doing this for the whole, the good of the whole, or it's more individualistic. Yeah. 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 And
2: so so you can see that this I mean, you know, and and uh, as as I did my contemplation, I kept coming across uh, Richard Rudd talking about um, the fact that this shadow um, more than most follows us all the way into it doesn't completely go away. Even as we enter the gift level and, and and steep ourselves in it, because because we have, you know, in order for us to live our lives and to and to really start to blossom into what we're supposed to be doing or what we are, you know, what, what our heart's desire is in the world. We have to have a certain amount of ego and we have to have a certain amount of that vanity to keep us going uh, it, uh, because. and and because once we move past it we are in the recognition that we're never alone (laughs) and that and that you know we're not even separate and there isn't you know all this this uh search for the ability to love ourselves right i mean that's sort of like a has been a big deal right finding it figuring out how to love ourselves uh we You know, that requires that vanity. It requires us to be um, pretty self absorbed in a way. Yeah. (laughs) Like the teenagers. (laughs)
1: Teenagers. (laughs) Well, and I think another thing that goes with this is this fear of being emotionally overwhelmed. Like if I start feeling things, then I'm not going to be able to handle all that comes my way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I won't be able to cope with it. And so because I hold those beliefs, I have to keep people at bay. Because it might might just be too much coming at me. Mm -hmm. So you can hear how it's the mind, right? So this is like, I see this as like, the tug of war between the mind and the heart. That's what I see this, this whole thing going from vanity to purity. It's, it's learning how to discriminate between messages and information from the mind and messages and information from the heart, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about a lot on these shows, of course, Mm -hmm. because it always comes down to the heart. Doesn't it It always does. And that,
2: that reminds me of, um, chief Richard Sparrow Eagle always used to say, um, don't miss it by 18 inches. (laughs) you know the distance between the heart and the the head
1: (laughs) don't miss it by 18 inches (laughs) you know i pulled a card for today and i i think it's perfect and if you don't mind i wouldn't mind sharing that right now absolutely thanks it's out of the druid animal oracle deck and so it's the card is an eagle you can see it's called the eagle you can see the eagle if you have video right there and the eagle is such an incredible bird right and it's it's all about intelligence and renewal and courage Um, but it's also about our ability to gain a different perspective so they have such visual acuity in their hunting right they can see something from way up there and dive down instantly and grab it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's being able to see our, our mind and our heart at play and, and that tug of war and hopefully position ourselves in a, in a different perspective so that we can, we can go in the direction we want Yeah. and not feel so alone in life. Yeah.
2: And have have the big picture laid out in front of us yeah exactly. that's, that's a beautiful card so I um, drew a card also I might as well we might as well do that right and it's from the, um, uh, the Lakota sweat lodge cards again and this one's called neon which is the spirit of man and basically it's talking about the higher self okay and so uh, to me you know as i was reading it for this uh for this occasion right uh, to, to draw it in this the higher self as we're as we're learning as we are discovering who we really are and we start to become familiar with the the um the awareness or the consciousness that is our higher consciousness that is the higher self we um our our lower self so to speak kind of falls in love with that idea because it's you know it's something to to um aspire to right and and so um there there is a certain amount of vanity in that when we you know like i teach about uh you know uh inviting and and doing a marriage between the the higher self and the physical being so that so that you're always walking with that and looking through those eyes and i can i know it if for myself that there was a, a a a definite amount of time and it was a very long time where that gave me this this sort of, I don't know, a a vain sense of myself, you know, right. Yeah. Thinking thinking that I'm that I'm um, because I'm working in higher frequencies,
1: that that's somehow better. Right. Yes, I understand what you're saying. (laughs) And and then and then life says, "Mm no, no, it's not like that at oh, all. Be careful. <laughs> so, you know, melding the higher self with the physical self. And, um, you know, because I think when we stay so mental and, and, and when we have a lot of negative thoughts that keep us separate, we can lose hope. And what I really was really hearing as you were describing that when, when staying connected with higher self is that there is hope. There is hope that I can move, change this place that I'm in yes. and we can, you know, um, but that's what I'm hearing. So I love that. I love that. That's that offers something more um, yeah. than just the thoughts alone, which again, we're back to the heart. Right,
2: right. Okay. Let's go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas and we'll be right back.
0: Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here
1: to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver?
0: Email become a host at This is the Mystic Margaritas Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Mystic Margaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: This is March. I'm with Margaret. So Margaret, um, before we went on break, I was thinking about well, while we were on break, I was thinking about our discussion and this idea of vanity and um, a sep- creating a separateness from others. And a lot of that, a lot of times, we do that to protect ourselves out of deep fears. And I was thinking about the deep fear that that someone can take away the spirit of our freedom. I was thinking about that because what that sounds like to me is that is no choice. Mm -hmm. So no choice. And then it, when we're in no choice, of course, we're in a bit of victim energy. Right. And so again, that sounds like someone be someone being stuck in a mental loop. Mm -hmm. That's that's driven by the subconscious Fears. Yeah, so.
2: So when we're in that place, so any any of the shadows, first of all, any shadow, no matter what we're talking about, is uh, going to going to display itself as victimization, right? We're we're the victim of something when we're in that place We're we're in victimhood and. And so, um, having no choice, how do you, how do you get out of that loop? How do we get out of? Yeah, isn't that, that loop? an
1: interesting one? And because sometimes it feels like we don't have a choice. I was just working with a client who, whose husband um, has a, has had a severe brain injury for years from having a heart attack and losing oxygen. And, um, and so he's childlike and she's, but she's, but she's still married to him with, and they have kids and, you know, and so it feels like a lot that that she has no choice. Right. And she, she's quite impatient with her, her reaction to him. She wanted to, she wanted me to help her change, create a reaction to him that was steeped in patience. Right. So to be able to respond Mm -hmm. patiently Mm -hmm. and you know, when you, when you look at the, look at it from the outside, you think, well, she doesn't have any choice in that situation, but of course she does have a choice in how she responds as difficult as I'm sure that is right. for her. Right. She has a choice in how to respond. So how, so how do I get into that space of having a choice on how to respond? And, you know, she's such a courageous um, woman. I give her so much credit for this because she is very well aware of her fears. She's terrified that if she were to leave him, that his memory would come back one day and she would be left feeling ashamed and guilty that she ended that relationship. She's afraid that he won't change. You know, so there's all these fears that get it that that sneak in and causes a response that's less than desirable for her. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it, you know, we want to push those aside because again, they can feel emotionally overwhelming and I don't know if I can handle it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but however, um, when we give ourselves the space and maybe, maybe the coaching and maybe with help, uh, we can get to a place where we can open up to those emotional experiences. And then we can be start discerning, right? Discriminating again, between the mind and the heart, because Mm -hmm. I can either respond from the mind based on those fear-driven thoughts, Mm -hmm. or I can drop down into the heart and start connecting in a little bit different way to Mm -hmm. find desired response. Mm hmm. So
2: so th- as you were describing that, I was, was thinking about the connection uh, in this gene key that we're talking about. Uh, it's the 12th gene key, um, uh, the connection uh, uh, to the the larynx and the vocal cords and and how our 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 true state of being is uh it doesn't it doesn't matter what words we use we can use the kindest words but if the vibration behind it doesn't match that then yeah. uh, then you, then it is felt yeah. and and so even you know and, and so that's I, for me that's always been um, Such a powerful thing to remember that the vibration has to match. You know, this is this is you know why they call they have horse whisperers or they talk about horse whispering and so forth. Is is because if your if your tone of voice, even if or your tone of being, you know, because you don't even have to speak, right, Uh, is congruent if it matches. What's actually going on inside of you, then the horse trusts you and the horse wants to, it will be really cooperative with you. And the same thing with people, right? So if, if, mm-hmm. if, uh, and, and if you're dealing with someone who is in a childlike state, or you are dealing with a child, if your words are there and they're soft and kind and everything, but the vibration behind it isn't, you, you're, Im, you're implementing. Uh, something that is not safe for them and they know it. And so so you're gonna get responses that are more
1: um, acting out. Yes, Yes, and this is such a, a an important triangle, you know, between the, the or I should say a relationship between the um, heart, energy, the brow energy and the throat chakra, as you're describing, because we really we we've, you know, we're meant to have the mental understanding. And, um, and then we need to go back down to our heart and understand it for on a soul level, really, I mean, it's not just emotional, it's a soul level. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Gary Zukav calls the heart the seat of the soul. And once we are able to really balance that communication, then we can speak it like this. Right. And I learned a long time ago. I love this little technique. I'll just share with people. And maybe, you know, our listeners can do it for themselves sometimes when you're trying to um, manage this balance between the brain, you know, the mind and the heart. And that is to to talk, just ask the question of the brain and the heart and even the stomach. So if you have an issue, you can say, well, what is what does my brain say about that issue? OK, what does my heart say about it? Mm-hmm. OK, what does my stomach say about it? Well, how does my heart, what does my heart think about what the stomach just said? (laughs) And what does my brain think about the stomach just said, or what the heart just said, right? And what does my heart think about what the brain just said? And you just, you know, you ask the questions going from organ to organ to see what the different responses are. And it's actually really brilliant because, you know, you're talking about, our mental picture and mind, and you're talking about, you know, our soul and our emotions. And then you're also talking about our gut sense too, in some instances, that stomach. Yeah. I love that. That is, that
2: really is brilliant because uh, it causes you if, you, if you do that exercise, it causes you to be in communication with your body, which is communicating to us all day every day and has the wisdom of the universe at its disposal right it is I mean this is how we access all of the 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 knowledge that's available to us is through our body through the different organs through uh, the different signals that are that are going on all the time so that's just that's exciting. Yeah. To
1: Thank you for bringing that up. Because again, if we are, if we are stuck in this aloneness, if we are creating a separateness mm-hmm. of self, we've just said no to any help from that greater consciousness from that higher um, level of support. Mm-hmm. Just all that's ever been known and all that is and, you know, all that exists now. So Right. So, so we, and this, you know, that,
2: that's actually a topic that we, uh, we uh, talk about often also is that, you know, because the, the, the wisdom of our bodies, we've, you know, the in, in our vanity too, I think in our vanity, we, um, we think we're alone, but we, And we don't even listen to ourselves we're not listening to our our body at that point we're um, working with whatever um, construct we're building of ourselves in our mind and we're not necessarily making that journey into the heart and checking in so that's just like that is a a beautiful um, exercise to do To help you to tune into, you know, what is really going on and and eventually lead you to that place of being able to discriminate between what is some fantasy that you've uh, come up with in your head and what's actually going on in your heart and what you really care about and what you really feel. Yes.
1: And, you know, sometimes I have to share this with you because I thought it was brilliant, but sometimes in that process of realizing what you're thinking and then attached to that, what, you know, what those thoughts are generating in terms of emotions, then we can start going into shame uh, that we even had the thoughts or felt what we felt or whatever, or Mm -hmm. or that we acted the way we acted and I just read this in um, a book called um, *The I Ching*, the Oracle of the Cosmic Way. And uh, you know, as, you, as we've mentioned before, the gene keys are associated with the I Ching, which, was, which is the Book of Change. And, and so, uh, anyway, uh, these two women said, "The function of shame is to turn the person back to his true self." I just thought that was brilliant. The function of shame is to turn the person back to his true self. Mhm. I mean when you you know if everyone just takes a second to think about a time when you felt you just really f- were aware of feeling shame. I mean there's nothing I don't think that turns you to yourself quicker than than mm-hmm. that because it's such an uncomfortable um such a hard feeling. Yeah. It is
2: such a hard feeling and it's it, but, and it also, because it turns you into in inward in that way, it causes us to come to, um, yeah, that, that place of reflection Mm -hmm. where we can see where we have been deluding ourselves, where we've been living in an illusion and, even though it's uncomfortable and painful if we are able to be with that and to actually look at it and feel it we can we can generate forgiveness for ourselves forgiveness for others and and really have a deeper understanding of who we are and how we operate in this world i, I cracking up here. I you know, I know Mar- Marge can see me. I'm cracking up because I just, I mean, I had an experience of this the other day. And it really did have to do with something coming out of my mouth. Uh, you know, in a, yeah, <laughs> in a yeah. little tip. <laughs> and, and I was ashamed of yeah. what I what, you know, how I reacted to to someone. And and then that reflection, that's that going back in and reflecting on it and going, wow, that was, that was really inappropriate. And, and there's an apology that needs to happen here and all of those things. And, and I got to witness the super feisty side of me that, that, you know, that I have to be aware of. I, uh, otherwise, I, it, I'm like it, a bull in a china
1: shop. <laughs> Did you get it? What was underneath that response? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. And thank you for bringing up the apology, because, you know, sometimes we do have to clean things up. And I think it's a powerful thing to clean it up. Right. I, I like to say clean it up because, you know, sometimes it's, it requires us in humbling ourselves enough to mm-hmm. go to the other person and say, look, I just want to apologize for my reaction. I, you know, I was whatever you know this is this is where i was and i i don't mean to do that and i i apologize for doing that yeah and that in itself creates this connectedness doesn't it it does so there's a couple of things that i'd like to talk about um
2: in regards to this so let's let's stay on this um and when we come back from break so you're listening to marge bowen and margaret miller on inspired choices network we're mystic margaritas
0: Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Margaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome,
1: Welcome back, everyone. Um, so Margaret, I think this, the balancing of, of our emotions from a soul level and our mind really is a way to let people in. And and just as, you know, as before we went on break, you were talking about, you know, cleaning it up or, you know, ap- apologizing to someone if you, we blurt out or we respond in a way we didn't want to respond. And um, and and how that can create this this connectedness when we do things like that. So in that moment, we are letting other people in. We're letting that person in.
2: Yeah, in in the most beautiful and vulnerable way that we actually can. Yes. Uh, uh, so so one of the things that I kind of wanted to add to that is is um, uh, something that I do, uh, especially if I've said something to my husband that. I regretting saying uh, I'll make the apology and then I will ask for a do over. Okay, I'll apologize for it. And then I ask for a do over and and I say whatever I needed to say in uh, from the, my heart and from a positive place. Um, and what happens is pure magic. Right. Because
1: we can have we can have a do over. Why not? I love that, Margaret. I think that's great. It's so it's so gracious. And it's and it's it's almost like you're it's like it lightens it up to the point where let me practice. You know, I'm not perfect. I just want to practice. So it lightens it up a lot. That's really great. I like that a lot.
2: Yeah, well, I. Because I have a a sarcastic side, I have to really, I do really have to practice, and so, so it really is a great process for me to, um, to keep that in check and to make sure that my vibration matches my words.
1: Yes, yes, and you know, um, there, uh, sarcasm is an interesting thing, just like teasing, right? And um, it can be fun sometimes. But it can be it can be abusive sometimes too.
0: Yes.
1: And um we only we can monitor, you know, how that goes, right? And own up to it if it is abusive and then make amends like you're saying and practice it another way. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Another word, I the word that comes up is snarky. That's kind of more of a Common word. And you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm sure everyone has friends or people that you can do that with and you can banter back and forth and kind of have fun with it. But you know, you know when it's gone too far.
2: Right. Yes. Because of the vibration behind the
1: words. That well, and that's right. And because of the signals you get from the other person if you're paying attention. And I have I have known, I had a family member who um who was a big te- he just was a tease and he would tease his children beyond what was probably appropriate and i saw the 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 results of that in those kids and it was re- it can be really harmful you mm-hmm. know so um yeah that's that's why we're always you know going back to you know we need to be aware um
2: mm-hmm.
1: on so many levels and so through our sensory system of what's happening not just with us but with the other person
2: Right. And so and the, and these things happen as we're able to look at ourselves, as we're able to be with our shadow, right? Yep. We'll be with that shadow, um, that's that fear of aloneness and and um, or uh, rejection or what, you know, whatever, however it shows up for us. And and then, you know, then we have that that horrible feeling and then we have that impetus to change and and as we do that as we practice something like that just apologizing or um another favorite is using the ho'oponopono um from the hawaiian kahunas the i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you i you know i do that i do that one a lot i think i've even said that on here before i i i try to do that with whomever I, if I feel any kind of angst at all in any of my relationships, I will I will do that just in my head, put them in front of me, and do that until I feel the energy lighten, until I feel it clear. And then a couple of times a year, I go through my whole um, contact list and and wow. do that to every <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> So you've been whole opponent by me. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs>
1: I'll take it, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's, funny. That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Well, I yeah, I just um, you know this dance with the heart and the mind and um, being aware of it is just is such a is such a depth, there's such a depth to it because at, at different ages, in different decades, you know, we're dealing with it on a whole nother level. And so mm-hmm. it's just this ongoing process um, that I think is really beneficial and important. To, but you can kind of see if you start to look at your patterns where where I tend to push people away. Right. Like I grew up, I could cut people off. Like if I got insecure and uncomfortable, I would just cut people, I would turn around and leave. Right. I would just cut people off Mm -hmm. because I I did, because I was in that place of, I, I was too, I didn't even know about my emotions, but even if I, I couldn't even open up to them. it was just too, all too scary. Yeah. Oh, so I was in some kind of survival automatic, automatic mode that I had no awareness of. And, you know, that was in my younger years, but that's what I'm talking about. So much of this can be driven by these fears that we have and these old beliefs that are running. And, but they're all ways that prevent us from this full on connection. Right. Right. So I'm, that
2: was making me wonder if that's some sort of Libra thing, because that was my MO. Also, <laughs> I can just if if it wasn't going well, I would just walk away yeah, and leave them just like standing there.
1: <laughs> no explanation. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with communication in the in your original family. Absolutely. You know, because there wasn't a lot of that modeled in my family. You know, it was pretty authoritarian and um, and, you know, no communication in, in the way. You know, so you don't learn, you know, if you don't have it modeled for you when you're growing up, you really don't learn. And so then you get to learn in life. Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> it
2: is, because then we, you know, it's the great experiment.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's like having kids. Why isn't there a manual for this? You know. Right. <laughs> there right. is. <laughs> there it is. There is. It's inside of our body. Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: So well, Margaret, what was, do you have to say about this?
2: Oh, I was just wondering how we uh, we're going to get to discriminate and discrimination. In this context and and I just uh, uh, looked over here and I have um, this quote from uh, the 12th gene key in Richard Rudd's uh, book the gene keys it says to discriminate is to know inherently what and who is healthy for you in life
1: I thought that's That's good that's really good. good yeah and that remind that makes me think of of something that i've you know that i've i've kind of said before on these broadcasts and that is knowing where your energy is right and know be being the observer of your energy and and is this situation or person or thing is it neutral is it increasing my energy or is it decreasing my energy you yeah. know and um how do i discern that how do i what do i think what do i What does that mean to me, you know, wherever it is? And why is it there? Is Mm -hmm. it me? Did I you know, what is it about me that that I lost power, if you will, or made it mean something that it wasn't or whatever? There's a million things I can do. Right.
2: I like that you brought in uh, discern and discernment. Right. Because that's 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 a really close uh, cousin to Mm -hmm. to what we're talking about here in terms of what discrimination is in this context and and so um, so when we as we start to be able to develop that right as we as we're developing that we then we really do see not only is that, you know, what this person is, is it making my energy go up or, or down or is it neutral, but also what it what is my effect on them. And so, therefore, we start to be able to discern when when the frequency coming out of our mouth uh, is is damaging or, you know, or could be taken, you know, it just that is it isn't coming from the heart. Basically, because if, you That's know, right. if if right. our if our language comes directly from our, our heart and then out our mouth, it's pure. And it, and then it touches on that uh, city of purity when it comes directly from there. Pure. You can
1: feel it. That's right. There's no yeah. arguing with that. Right.
2: <laughs> can, can it be. True that we're supposed to be out of break again here right now.
1: <laughs> oh, let's let's do it. I want to stay on this because I'm I'm liking this conversation.
2: Okay, let's do it real quick. Okay, you're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired
0: Choices Network. We're Mar- Mystic Margaritas. We'll be right back. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a Mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now back to the program.
1: All right, welcome back. This is Marge. I'm with Margaret. Um, so, you know, I think all of us have been in situations where we we engage each other through the mental body, right? We're we're arguing or going back and forth like that, and you know, even when we get into arguments with spouses, for example, or kids right? It's so mentally based. And it's, it's one thing this way, and then they come back with the mental thing that way. And then you come back with a mental thing. And um, you can spin around in that forever. And it's really not until you're able to stop that habit, (laughs) right, and really connect from the heart where there is there truly is no argument when it's coming from the heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, People could you just feel what you feel. There's such a strength and a groundedness and an authenticity when you come from the heart that people there, there's no arguing. And even if they tried, you're not swayed. Right. This is the truth. It's your truth.
2: Right. Well, and or you could be swayed because you could hear you'd be in that place of of listening and you can hear their truth. If, you know, if they're coming from their heart, True. you can also, and, and, and the thing, this is the thing about discernment is that we can tell if somebody's coming from their head or their heart. And if we're in our heart, we're not going to be, make a judgment on that. We're just going to, to make a note, you know, like I, I do this in my head. Sometimes I do this, uh, as I'm listening, sometimes I'll, it's like note to self. Mm-hmm. That was the chatter of the mind talking to me. That wasn't the person's heart. I know this person's heart, and that
1: wasn't it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think when I said suede, I think I mean ungrounded, right? Where I mm-hmm. where I get lost in the response rather than staying solid in, you know, in where I'm, what I'm trying to create there, right? Yes. But yeah, no, I really agree with you. Um, yeah, I just went blank.
2: So, so I just looked over again. Here I am. <laughs> I just I, I have um another quote from from this Gene Key and it says, "Discrimination gives humanity a taste of a higher order operating behind the scenes of life." This is Richard Rudd. "Discrimination gives humanity a taste of a higher order operating behind the scenes of life." And right. So so it has to happen from that heart center because it's talking about the higher self. It's talking about that the, the higher order.
1: You know. So I think that gives and that gives so much room for understanding, I feel, because if if you're engaging with someone and it's come to a place of kind of upset um, and disagreement, you know, you can always, I think, I I think discrimination allows us to really broaden our lens and understand that, oh, okay, well, they, they don't see it that way yet, Mm -hmm. you know, or they haven't had the, that experience that might tell them. So I need to just let them be in that place, right? I need to just back off and understand that they're not in that place and give him some room mm-hmm. to grow and learn. Mm-hmm. And then okay so as as we
2: learn how to do that in our own lives and our own interactions and relationships, we over and over again um when we're doing that, when we're oh I ha- I need to give be an allowance of where this person is, you know, in this moment. Uh, we start to be able to see ourselves really clearly in them. And, And that's how I think that's one of the ways that we begin to recognize that we are not separate from each other and that this person that I'm having this interaction with is actually me, <laughs> an aspect of myself, and I am reflecting to them an aspect of themselves, and then we can, you know, then we can start to have interactions that, you know, as we have more and more heartfelt interactions, at least from our uh, point of view, you know, from our standing, then then we, it becomes less and less personal. It becomes more and more intimate, but it becomes less and less personal. Like we are able to have intimacy with life.
1: And therein lies the freedom. Right. Is it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about
2: the, the intimacy of between the interaction of, of the molecules even right you know, down yeah. to the molecular level.
1: <laughs> yeah. I really love that because now, now we have a sense, you know, now there's no fear that my freedom will be taken away. I have stepped into freedom in a whole different way and I'm offering freedom for the situation. There's, yeah. there's room for movement there's room to be
2: and another word another word for that is authenticity yes it is i think i think that authenticity and freedom are are closely related
1: and that brings us back to purity of heart aha that is the purity we're talking about here
2: right being willing and open enough to be Genuinely. uh, Self expressed from the heart center. Mm -hmm. Yummy. I like that.
1: It's a beautiful thing we need. We just so need that in the world.
2: OK, well, let's work on that. Let's like have it be our mission in life as as if it wasn't already. <laughs>
1: I think it is. And I'm going to send everyone away with Eagle Energy because it will allow you to detach yourself from everyday worries and cares and will enable you to grasp subtle concepts the eagle when accepted will also show you how to renew and rejuvenate yourself by demonstrating the art of plunging at just the right moment into the lake of the heart
2: delicious i love that (laughs) Uh. So, okay, I got I've got one more Richard Rudd is oh, bring it on. All over it today. Thank you, Richard, for all of these <laughs> quotes. Um, vanity and purity are mirrors at the two ends of the spectrum of human consciousness. With vanity, your lower self falls in love with itself, and with purity, the higher self falls in love with itself. You may you might say that purity is when the divine falls in love With you.
1: Oh, nice. (laughs) What a great way to end the show.
2: (laughs) Marge, I so appreciate you. I have so much fun talking with you.
1: you. It's been fun today.
2: Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. -bye. Bye
2: Bye-bye.
0: thank you for choosing to listen to the mystic margarita show marge and margaret will return next monday at 1 p.m eastern standard time 12 p.m central 11 a.m mountain and 10 a.m pacific on inspired we hope you'll join us until then drink up the magic in you